Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, Mac Jones. Mac, we love you. Mac, 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 Mac Jones. You're so great. You're the best. My God, you you played a football game and then you immediately started watching film of the next team. There's never been a quarterback like you, Mac. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. There are just some athletes and coaches that media flock to, that media anoint the king and or queen, people that can do no wrong, and we have already gotten there after one game, a loss with Mac Jones, Patriots rookie sensation. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. Coquel is back today after his one-day sabbatical here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off the cloudy and kind of rainy intracoastal. Captain competent Joe Rigotti is running things, making sure that uh, we are we are held in check. Uh, and I am um, I'm eating yogurt with a knife, by the way. Um, Why are you doing this? Uh, so I eat yogurt at this time of day most days. Uh, not lunchtime yet, but it's... Um, Time for a snack. Got to get that metabolism flowing, and uh, so uh, we don't have any. We don't have any plastic spoons. We don't have any plastic spoons uh, left in our kitchen area, and I don't feel like we have metal spoons. No, but I don't want to wash them. Okay, I use them all the time, and I don't wash no, them. I, I don't want to wash. No, that's gross. And in COVID times, why, why don't you gross? wash it? I put it in the sink, and no. they're washed when I get back the next day. But my um, black cherry chobani, I'm eating it with a plastic knife, and so it's um. It's fine. You get a little feeling on your lips from the uh, the knife, but other than that, it's fine. It's safe. You're like, no, honey. When I get home, I have these cuts in my lips because I ate with a knife. <laughs> Nothing else going on. So yeah, eating eating yogurt with a uh, use a the knife. spoon. Our, we have a magical sink, by the way. If um, you put a dirty sink in there and a dirty spoon in there and leave it, you come back the next day. It's out and it's clean. No, but I don't it's want magic. other. I don't want other people having to wash my my dishes here. I've never seen anyone. I just think it's magic. I think the, no. I think there's cleaning people that come through and actually wash the dishes because I've seen it. They but don't I'm not going to subject. Yes, they 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 do. I saw it. Really? I saw it with my own eyes on Friday. Oh, I thought Tina from Home Team did it. I'll <laughs> never leave them in there. Well, again. no. Then if if that was the case, I definitely would be using a metal spoon. You know what's funny is me saying I don't want anyone else uh, cleaning my dishes. My wife right now, if she's listening, <laughs> is having a stroke. I promise you, she's just apoplectic. You don't at do what I just said. Sometimes, but definitely not enough. And by sometimes, I mean like when she gets mad enough by me not doing it to actually say something. That's when I do it. Do you have a dishwasher? I do. Not your wife, a dishwasher. <laughs> yes, I do have an actual dishwasher. So what do you, you rinse it and put it in the dishwasher? No, but but I actually, you're not supposed to rinse dishes either. What? You're not supposed to rinse dishes. Why? Uh, because it's advised that that is a waste of uh, water yeah. if you rinse dishes before you put it in the dishwasher. You know how much water gets wasted on other things? You're worried about that? Well, yeah, well, ketchup what? gets stuck to the dish, and then uh, all of a sudden the dishwasher no, can't get it But you're supposed to load the dishwasher right after you eat so that then it gets washed before it hardens on the dish yeah, I mean, or the bowl. It's not a full or the load. Pan. It's not a full load yet. 
10. Every time we eat, we don't fill up the whole dishwasher. You don't run the dishwasher after every time you eat. Talk about wasting water. What do you hate, fish? But they also, the the experts say that even if it's not a full load in the dishwasher, you are wasting more water rinsing every dish and putting it in and waiting for a full load than if you, say, had a half a load in the dishwasher. That's not true. That is true. No way that's true. That, do, you rinse, do you rinse your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do you rinse your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? No. The answer to that is no. There's no science that supports that anymore unless you have a dishwasher from 1977. Modern-day dishwashers are so water-efficient that it makes no sense, even with a half-full dishwasher, to rinse your dishes in the sink. Look at me. I'm Ken Lavica, and I have a new well, dishwasher. Well, why don't you read I'm a, something? I'm the host of a show. I know how to read. You just think you're so much better than no, me. How old is your dishwasher? I don't know. It was in the house when we bought it last year. I didn't check. It's probably not from 1977. The way okay? the walls are falling down in my house all of a sudden, <laughs> a year later, I think it probably was from 1977. Well, the dishwasher might be the newest thing in that house. It's a good dishwasher, actually. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is that it's water efficient, and most modern-day dishwashers are. If you own a house... You don't have to. You don't have to rinse your dishes. My Stop kid, with that antiquated garbage. My kids eat a plate of chicken nuggets. Ken wants me to run the dishwasher after two plates. Like what am I supposed? I'm to I'm not do saying there? two well, that's plates. That's when the ketchup gets stuck in the dish. That thing can't get that ketchup off. Just take a paper towel and give it a quick little wipe, and then Ew. it'll be fine. <laughs> paper towel ketchup? That's disgusting. I'd rather, I'd rather kill. I'd rather the fish have nowhere to swim than use that paper towel. I've seen some of the things you eat, and you're gonna get you're gonna get like crazy over just a little wipe of ketchup with I a paper hate, towel. I hate ketchup after it's been used. And I eat like a gallon of ketchup a week, but I hate it after if it's been sitting on even my own plate. Like when I sit down and I eat my my healthy meal of French fries, mozzarella sticks, which I use ketchup <laughs> in, and nug and tenders, nuggets, whatever you want to call. Wait, them. do you have a meal? Do you have meals that are tenders and mozzarella sticks and fries all together? Yeah, protein, <laughs> but the potato, and then the the dairy. dairy, dairy. <laughs> And that sometimes is, I'll put Fruit Loops on the plate just to get a little color in there. Yeah. It's, an, it's all about the presentation. Yeah, and, and it's healthy. Oh, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting all the, the, the food groups. <laughs> that pyramid, which I don't think is a thing anymore. You are six years old. Do you rinse the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? I do not. Coquel, apparently, like he, he he's still living in the 80s. 888 760 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at... ESPN West Palm. Uh, Coquel, could you answer me a question? Sure. What did Mac Jones do against the Dolphins on Sunday? What was the result for Mac Jones? Old smug face was efficient in a loss. Yeah, a loss. The L word. He suffered a loss. Okay? Mac Jones, you would think, is the second coming of football Christ. I get on Twitter last night. Who's the first coming of football Christ? Who is football you Christ? You didn't know Christ was a wide receiver. Oh, he was? Yeah, okay. actual Christ is the first coming of football gotcha. Christ. He, he had really sure. He was a slot guy. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he, was, he played good out of the He slot. was gritty. <laughs> if you believe. He was, he was like in a coach it. on the field. But yeah. I've heard differently. I've heard if he's you, actually, he was actually athletic. If yeah. You, if you look at where Christ was born, it probably more often than not, he was a speedster. That's who was a good, it, yeah. If stretch the field. If you believe in the Western civilization's thoughts on what Christ looked like, he definitely was gritty and a grinder. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm scrolling through pro football talk last night, and it, I, I could not believe this, and I was so 
I, 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 I was so in awe of this. I almost couldn't even get mad at first. I was more just stunned. Pro football talk. Mac Jones began watching film of the Jets immediately after Sunday's loss. And that's the clickbait headline. Mac Jones, my God, watched film of the next opponent after he lost on Sunday. <gasps> oh, what a, what a football creature. What an absolute mastermind of the pigskin. Would we please stop? Because Mac Jones lost on Sunday. Mac Jones converted hey, some third downs. Wasn't that game in Miami? No. No, it was in, oh, in Fox. It was in okay, Fox. I was going to say, because every player gets on their tablet on the flight back. But I, it's not surprising that a player, that hmm. wrote every, I, I think every person on their roster watched film the next right, day. Right, right. Um, but it's, I, I'm sure most quarterbacks on Sunday at least give a little glance to the next opponent. Mac Jones did it. And uh, according to the Providence Journal out of Providence, Rhode Island, this was front page sports news. Here is the quote from Mac Jones. Quote, I mean, it's not fun to lose. You're just learning from what we could have done better is definitely the only thing you can do, really. You can sit there and feel bad for yourself for a little bit because that's your human nature. That's what you're supposed to do. Or you're in the wrong profession. But you've just got to move on. So the 24-hour rule, just after 24 hours, some people it's less. But for me, after that, you just move on. You play the next play. You play the next game. You're only as good as your last game. So we lost, and that's what people remember. So we just go and move forward. Mm, man, what a... What a leader of men, that Mac Jones. But these breathless headlines. He watched film after they lost. Smug face prepares Can for Can we stop? I mean, we made Mac Jones out like he was Patrick Mahomes on Sunday because he converted some third downs and he had a touchdown pass. You were griping about Mac Jones, Coquel, because he didn't really stretch the field at all. It was all intermediate underneath stuff because that's what they designed for him because the Dolphins were going to blitz every play. Josh McDaniels understood what the Dolphins' defense was and that what Mac Jones is. He's not a quarterback who's ready to take over a game, and he's not, and nor should he be. And that's okay, but let's not act like he is. And they scripted everything underneath. You're not going to win games that way unless your defense wins it for you. It's the nonstop coddling of Mac Jones. And this happened during training camp as well, when it was Mac versus Cam. Mac Jones walked out to the practice field with Josh McDaniels. He must be trying to learn. Cam was dancing, but Mac was focused. Oh, did you see that throw over the middle from Mac Jones? Oh, what an exceptional practice. Hold on, I need to fan myself. Ooh, I'm getting tingly in my loins. Like, that's the treatment that Mac Jones has gotten the entire time since he got drafted. There is this media coddling that has only been rivaled, I think, by last year, the treatment that Ryan Fitzpatrick got once mm. Tua Tungavailoa took over the, uh, the Dolphins' starting job. Please don't talk bad about Fitzmagic right now. We're having a tough time. Our hip is hurt, and I don't think you need to slander him. <laughs> Who are the athletes and the coaches? Because don't even get me started on Belichick, who's sub-500 without Tom Brady in his Patriots coaching career. <laughs> who are the players and coaches who get coddled most by the media? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Who are the players and the coaches who annoyingly get overly coddled by the media all the time? 
Because Mac Jones already, after one game, has entered this pantheon. You know who gets the Lifetime Achievement Award for that, though, is your boy Jeets. Derek Jeter is the all-time example of can do no wrong. No matter what he says, it's scripture. We put him up on a pedestal. We we pat his head and say we love you. And then we bring out the palm fronds. And as he marches by, we wave them at him. Derek Jeter is the all-time media coddling guy. Deservedly so, though. What did Jeter do wrong? I mean, Jeter was that guy. Jeter was the ultimate competitor. I'm sure he's flawless. He wanted to win more than any other with athlete limit, that ever lived. With, let's be clear, limited range at shortstop. Uh, deep ball down the middle, jump throw. No one else has ever jumped and thrown Because the he couldn't get in, to it in time to plant his feet and actually throw across. In the history of baseball, no one else has ever jumped and thrown the ball. <laughs> Look it up. It's just fact, okay? Um, who Diving who, into the stands, bloody face. No one has ever bled before on a baseball field. Derek mm-hmm. Jeter bled. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, for Cutting the record, off a ball from the outfield and throwing a ball that Giambi was actually safe on, no one else has done that and gotten credit for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It, yep, 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 yep. Uh, Coquel with his revisionist coddling history of Derek Jeter. If I Jeter knew that was coming. that ball, Giambi's safe on that play. Like, that was the Jeter effect. That the, 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 the cutoff when he came in and flipped it to him, like that Giambi was safe, but the umpire saw Jeter was like, uh-huh. Oh, you're out. This is a great play for Jeter. You're gone. <laughs> you got the benefit of the doubt, too, from the umpires. Which player and coach, uh, or which player or coach gets coddled most by the media? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Captain Murica tweets, Anybody affiliated with Bama? Now, at the college level, yes. But I do think once they get to the NFL level, because there is, at least from a quarterback standpoint, there isn't a lot of, of modern-day tradition of Alabama quarterbacks tradition, uh, transitioning well to the NFL, to a point where I think it's almost expected like they're just going to flame out. Now, Tua and Mac Jones are a little bit different because these are guys who were in the discussion for the Heisman. These were guys that at least it looked like numbers-wise were going to translate to the NFL. That still remains to be seen, but I just see and the... Jalen Hurts. They've actually had Jalen a little yeah. run. Yeah, they have. Uh, but now Alabama's going to claim Jalen Hurts, even though uh, he was he was sent packing and uh, was, went to he, he Oklahoma. Was Alabama's for, I think of him as an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was I, on my TV a lot more often as an Alabama quarterback. I don't know. It was his performance at Oklahoma in his final year that got him drafted. Okay. It was, oh, I agree with you. But I'm just saying, in my brain, in my brain, because I feel yeah. like Alabama's always on my TV, even though I don't like them, they just seem to be every game is spotlighted that I, I just saw him more there. But this is what's bizarre, because Jalen Hurts sort of gets coddled by the national media because it was a lot of, give him a chance, give him a chance. He should be quarterback one. For the Eagles, uh, for Mac Jones, it's my God, he looks like Brady. My God, he's he's playing under Belichick, so he's going to be exceptional. Belichick, the quarterback whisperer who never had a serviceable quarterback, really, uh, really perform until uh, his high-paid QB one got hurt in a freak accident, and he actually uh, inherited a, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback that that was complete luck and had nothing to do with planning beforehand. Um, but then there's Tua. Up, oh, Tua sucks. Yeah, is his his ceiling? Yeah, no ceiling. Bad, terrible. Uh, I mean, uh, give him like three more games and then he's done. For whatever reason, we're coddling the other two Alabama quarterbacks that you mentioned, and not one of them. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Do you think maybe it has to do with that two of the guys can throw the ball twenty yards downfield <laughs> and the other one can't? 
Tua can easily throw the ball 20 yards down the field. Rags, Rags arms can't do it. <laughs> he can't read. Prove it to me then. I want to see a deep ball to Will Fuller. Let me see that happen. Okay, Will Fuller has to play first. Uh, well, show me something first. <laughs> he has not connected with Will Fuller deep yet. Okay, that's fine. But he did connect on a deep ball to Devontae Parker and on a deep ball to uh, Jalen Waddell against the how Patriots deep, as how, well. How deep were we talking? How ball long? Like the 34 ball? yards? Yeah, after the run, after the catch. He's got no, to throw the ball downfield. Neither of them had any yards after the catch, Coquel. It's got to be downfield. And to the corners. Throw it outside. It was to the corner. It was uh, to the outside. It was a little bit lofted. The receiver made a oh play. My I didn't God. watch the game. Oh, my God. Um, but but Bill Belichick, too. I mean, that guy gets coddled as well. Oh, I get it. Belichick with this stupid sweatshirt. It's like, you have sleeves. Cut it out. But it's gotten to a point where we think that, that Belichick is this mystical football wizard that whatever he touches the Patriot way, the Belichick way is going to overcome all. Unless you're Tua, and then Belichick can't beat you, and you're 0-2 against Tua. That terrible, terrible Tua. Yeah, 0-2. See, I missed my opportunity again. Tuesday I had that opportunity, and I blew it, and then you beat me to it again. Uh, You beat me to it. (laughs) Uh, See, I took advantage of that opportunity. (laughs) I just Uh, almost spit my coffee (laughs) out all over our equipment. but, But, I mean, Bill Belichick, without Brady... What has Belichick been? I tell you what, average. I don't you know. know I'll tell you what. You know what's happening right now, right? What? With his tukus. <laughs> it's hot. It's heating up. <laughs> that chair is getting warmer and warmer. Oh, man. By the day, must win. Uh, must win. But again, he's facing a rookie quarterback, so Zach Wilson has to perform because rookie quarterbacks are not good in the NFL. But his rookie quarterback, it's fine. His rookie quarterback is sensational. And his rookie quarterback, we bow before him and we cleanse his feet because he watched film of the next opponent after losing in his first game. Oh, we love you, Mac. Maybe that was my watched, church. Maybe he should have watched film of himself and saw if there was a receiver more than seven <laughs> yards downfield he could have thrown to. Yeah, don't worry about the Jets. Like, yeah, worry, about, <laughs> worry about watching a you, man. The self-evaluate usually comes first. But I love that they're like he watched film as if they didn't have it all cut up for him, prepared, and said, here, Mac Jones, here's your film to watch. Like, that's all done. The, the advanced scouting has already taken place, and probably in-game the cut-ups are, are coming through and already set up. So the minute he gets there, gets on his tablet, it's available. How? What quarterback wouldn't? You have to go into the meeting room the next day to discuss the game plan. Yeah. Like every single every – single, I'm saying it right now. Every single quarterback in the league, except for Fitzmagic, because he doesn't need to watch film – Watch film that day. You know, Mac Jones is annoying, too, because, and I missed this. Until, his face? Until I was oh. researching, and, and what's his nickname again? Smugface. Thank you. Uh, as I was uh, researching. Smugface versus Babyface this weekend, big bowl. Oh, game. yeah. First it was Smugface versus Ragarm, and now it's Smugface versus Babyface. Yes. Um, but you're. <laughs> I've also noticed something about how you give nicknames. You do the bare minimum. <laughs> you have one base, which is face, and then you just add a word before it oh, when you give nicknames. Liar face. <laughs> Uh, but but I, I missed this from a couple of weeks ago. Mac Jones was asked about the Patriot way, and he started talking oh, about no, how he he started talking about how he he had watched a lot of Patriots games with Belichick and Brady. And you know what his assessment was of Brady? Quote: He did a pretty good job. <laughs> he didn't. He, 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 that's his quote. That's his exact verbatim quote. Mac Jones is the most cringy. Patriots way member. Oh, I love it though. I've ever and Dolphin fans. I'm going to align with you now, right now. I hate Mac Jones that much that I'm now aligning with Dolphin fans that the Patriots <laughs> are my least favorite team. 
in yeah. the league again. They're it's back. just, it's so annoying. I've told you the story many times. My favorite moment of live sports, right? Jets, Dolphins at the stadium. <laughs> we all started hugging and high-fiving. It was the game where Tom Brady tore his ACL and Jet fans and Dolphin fans all on. We're back. If I'm giving you all a virtual hug and a high-five like I did on that sweltering heat day when Tom Brady tore his ACL. We're back to defeat the smug face. I mean, I just, I'm sure Mac Jones is a really good kid. No, he's not. But I also, (laughs) enough already. Brady's not there anymore, and it is clear to anybody with a brain that without Brady, the Patriots are different. The Patriots are not the overwhelming dominant hammer that they were. They're just not. Or they would have made the playoffs with Cam Newton. They wouldn't have had to go to the Mac Jones well. They have a good defense, but boy, do they look ordinary offensively. They are no longer, since Tom left, a team that you fear late in games. I don't, like, how can you have lightning strike twice with, you had Brady and you go and get Mac Jones? Like, I'm sorry. Like, this this fantasy world we're living in where the Patriots can do no wrong and the Patriot way is the only way, I think it's a fallacy. And I think that we're just putting Mac Jones in this area where we, we comfort him, we put a blanket around him, we say, Mac, come here, come to our football bosom, we love you, keep doing what you're doing, you're incredible. It's just coddling to the extreme, we're already trying to build a legend around him when he hasn't done anything. The way he's getting coddled by the media is so overwhelming that it's cheesy, it's cringeworthy. It's Mac and cheesy. Well done. Which athlete or coach is coddled most by the media? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. And the number again, 888-760-3776. Uh, TC Green tweets uh, Tim Tebow. Now, there's more than enough pushback, I think, on Tim Tebow for him to actually be coddled. Is he coddled in some circles? Yes. Is he a majority coddled? I think you can make an argument against that. Yeah, a lot of people hate on Tebow and don't appreciate his journey as a little Filipino boy who came to America and lived not, out his dream. He is not a Filipino descent. Just because he lived in the Philippines he was born doesn't there. mean... Okay. If you're born somewhere, that's what you are. He's, he was a little Filipino boy who came to America and took over the football world, the baseball world, and our took hearts. Over, <laughs> took over... How exactly did he take them over? I every time I turned on Sports Center, he was on there. He was in control. He took them over. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, yeah, but, but number fifteen over. in your in your program. <laughs> number one in your heart. Yeah, he is not number one in my heart, and I do believe he's going to be in an NHL camp uh, in just a couple of <laughs> weeks' time. Great. His adult fantasy sports life continues. That will be a fan base. I promise you, likes Tebow. The hockey fan base, they'll get behind Tebow more than other sports. I I, I, I think you're quite correct. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Which athletes get coddled most by media? You can throw coaches in there as well. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. And I was uh, uh, running into uh, to Dr. Jim Reard, the man in charge, the other day. And he said, hey... This fall semester, we're off and we're running, but make sure, I want to make sure that everyone knows that spring semester, uh, we are still signing up for classes, and they are uh, either on campus in Boca or they're remote. And so uh, you can do this, even if you have a family, even if you think you're super busy, but you want to start in on this dream path, this dream journey into the sports industry, you don't have to do it on campus. 
I mean, there are so many students in other states that are working careers, working jobs, and getting their MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. This is a no-brainer, guys. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. Check out all the intricacies, all the information. I'll give you the basics. They've been doing it for 22 years. Their professors are in the sports industry. You're learning firsthand knowledge. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program. When we return... We're going to have a little red light, green light, brought to you by Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. The biggest, hottest topics of the day in sports, and we react to them. It is a very unique and one-of-a-kind sports radio concept. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. So I got a text during our opening 20 minutes because we were talking about Mac Jones sort of really underselling Tom Brady in his time with the Patriots. Just that total Patriots way, say the least amount of whatever possible. And uh, I got a text. There's no way that's real. There's no way that's a real thing. No, 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 no. It is a real thing. And I bring you to Boston.com. So on Wednesday, Mac Jones was asked about Brady and the pressure he feels following the footsteps of a legendary quarterback who set a high standard. This was a discussion with Mac Jones. And Jones said, quote, I think obviously Brady's a great player. And the word standard kind of hit me there because we all want to play to that standard, the Patriot way. And it really comes down to just doing your job. The reporter wasn't ready to let Jones dodge the question that cleanly and asked if he had spent any time reflecting on Brady's legacy. Quote, he definitely did a good job, Jones said. When I first got here, just watching the tape, I've watched all the quarterbacks. Obviously, he was on there and he did a really good job. Hopefully, I can do a good job, too. I mean, come on. Do you have to be Patriots way all the time? This is why we like Brady. Because Brady got out of that football prison, he left that football purgatory, and now he can actually be a human being instead of a drone. I mean, it's that's embarrassing. I watched all the quarterbacks, and obviously he was on there. What was he watching, 1970s film before that? Right. Brady was a quarterback for the right. last 20 years. He did, a, he did a good job. Talk about the understatement of the century. But I'm sure the Patriots see that and Patriots fans see that. They're like, oh, that's, that's our guy. Oh, oh I, I, oh, I love Mac. I mean, get over yourselves. I'm going to declare it right now. The Patriot way is flat out lame. Oh, you can show lame. me all your rings and you can show me all your wins, but you people are lame. That's not football. It's a house of cards. <laughs> What is that? What? <laughs> I know what that means, but what context are you using you, it in? You pulled the Brady card out, and it's all ready to crumble now. Oh, okay. It's fake. All it right. looks real big and strong in structure, but that one card 
was holding it all together. That actually turned out to be very profound when I thought maybe you didn't even know what context you're using it in. I didn't. I figured it out. I was going. <laughs> that was a very pleasant surprise. Good recovery. Uh, you are going to be busy on Sunday, Coquel. Not at a house of cards, but at the Palm Beach Kennel Club because the PBKC is your entertainment destination with no limit poker, table games, super simulcast, exceptional dining, and exciting events like the sports card memorabilia show the last Sunday of every month. That's right. The last Sunday of every month, me and J-Mart, you can catch all the big games on over 500 TVs. And don't forget, they have the NFL ticket. So make sure you go to pbkennelclub.com and join the endless fun. But Ken, that's not all. Their comedy season is also kicking off September 23rd with the hilarious Nick DiPaolo in the paddock. Oh, wow. For tickets and info, go to pbkennelclub.com. Come join the endless fun at PBKC. Again, Nick DiPaolo on September 23rd. That's cool. I need to tell my buddy Chuck King about that, actually. Nick DiPaolo, that's a great get. Uh, speaking of a great get, this show, every oh, day, God. noon to one, Big here bites, on ESPN 106.3. That's right. Uh, he's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. It's Ken Levick Live featuring Coquel, Captain Competent Joe Rigotti with us as well. Why don't we get in to a little Greenway Kia West Palm Beach red light, green light. Time for Ken and Coquel to decide if they want to stop or go. Red light stop, green light go. Red light stop, green light go. Red stop, green go. Red light, green light, now you know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Hey, you know, that, that Tom Brady, he did a good job in New England. He did a good job. Thanks, Mac. Good Lord, man. A 22-year-old saying he did a good job. About something a little more effusive there, Patriots way. Acolyte. Weirdo. Yeah, what a weirdo. What I a hate smug face. What a weirdo. Smug face. <laughs> I, someday I'm going to make a list of all the nicknames you give. All of them have face. Uh, Coquel, please, as always, give us the rules. Of red light, green light. All right, it's a game we created from our own minds that no one else was doing. <laughs> this is a concept never tried before in sports talk radio. If Ken likes the idea and wants to agree with it, like he's buying into the idea, you could say, mm-hmm. he's going to say green light and mm-hmm. go. Now, if he doesn't like the idea, and it's almost like he wants to sell on the idea and doesn't want to do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's going to say red light, mm-hmm. and that means stop. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that is red light, green light, brought to you by Greenway Kia on ESPN 106.3. Let's go, Coquelton. Number one. Thursday night. No, I don't know why I'm still doing that voice. Thursday night's matchup is a must win for Daniel Jones and the Giants. That is tonight. You can tell the Coquel wrote those last night <laughs> because tonight no, is Thursday uh, night. I actually did write it today, which is even worse. <laughs> but I meant what it was supposed to be in there, and I got lazy and stopped this. Thursday night's matchup, which is here every week. We have Thursday night football on ESPN 106.3. Between the Giants and the Washington football team. Is it a must-win, or it is a must-win for Daniel Jones and the Giants? I'm going to give that a green light. You're going to buy? And so I'm going to I'm gonna give it a green light, and I'm going to take a glance over at Captain Competent Joe Rigotti, who is a Giants fan, and I want to get his indication. He's shaking his head, but I think he believes he what does. I believe, that this is a must-win for Daniel Jones because this is the game where if you lose it on national television, primetime audience to Taylor Heineke, you're not going against Ryan Fitzpatrick, whose season, maybe his career, is over, depending on the severity of this hip problem that he has. If you lose to Taylor Heineke, 
Old Dominion's finest Thursday night football, then the criticism starts cascading. It already exists, but there's so much focus given to the Jets dumpster fire that I think that Daniel Jones has... Daniel Jones has largely gotten a little bit of a pass for how ineffective he's been as the Giants' starting quarterback. But under the spotlight tonight, if that continues, his accuracy continues to struggle, that offensive line continues to do nothing for him, then you're going to start hearing calls for a change and the end of the Daniel Jones era. Yes, tonight is a must-win. Do you know what else is going to happen? What? You know what's going to happen to Dave Gettleman's Heine? Giants vice president. Let me guess. It's going to uh, feel some heat. It's starting to warm up. Hot seat, Dave <laughs> Gettleman. <laughs> Week two. There is nobody who loves hot seats more than Coquel. Coquel number two. If the Giants do, in fact, win, the Washington football team and their head coach, Ron Rivera, should give Cam Newton a call. Green light. Why not? Of course. Yes. I love that concept, actually. Uh, yeah, because if it, you you cannot rely on Taylor Heineke, and what happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick, that hip issue, that's that's potentially serious. There's no timetable right now on Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we do a lot of making fun of Ryan Fitzpatrick on this show, but I do feel bad for him because this was truly his time to like really have a a team and a fan base that embraced him. You're so full of it. No, 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 I do feel bad just because I make fun of him because he feigned sadness and despair after losing his job to Tua like he didn't see it coming. Um, You don't want to see him get injured like this because he did have an opportunity to finally show himself, like truly show himself, and now you're down to Taylor Heineke. And I do think that if this goes poorly tonight, if Heineke doesn't show you much, because it's very easy to catch a team off guard like Washington did against Tampa in the playoffs last year with an unknown, a guy that you really didn't know anything about. But now there's enough film of him, and the Giants have prepared for him. Right, exactly. So if this goes poorly and you need backups and you know that Ron Rivera loves Cam, that's a no-brainer. That is a way to at least generate excitement and try to salvage what could be staring a, a lost season right in the face. Also, they have the extra time to prepare because tonight's a Thursday night game. You can right. have Cam in there tomorrow. He's been in camp. He can get through his COVID, whatever they have to do protocol-wise. Who does um, Who does Washington play next weekend? I'm assuming they're back on a Sunday after playing on Thursday. Uh, because I just want to get a feel for how urgent this would be. This is obviously where a 17th game certainly helps you. You get a little bit more of a cushion in case things really start poorly. Um, but Washington, if you're 0-2 and Taylor Heineke is your quarterback and Cam Newton's sitting out there, the longer that Cam Newton is sitting out there available and the longer that Taylor Heineke is your quarterback and you keep losing and you keep playing ineffectively, that's going to raise that uh, that ire that much more every single day this goes on. They play Devin Singletary and the Bills, a team that Cam Newton was just in the division with and is ready for any knows Ron Rivera's offense. I think it's a call you have to make in that situation, no? What if? What if the Bills and the Washington football team go into next weekend both 0-2? Go Dolphins. Go Tua. Let's go. Oh, man. Dolphins-Bills, 1 p.m. Sunday here on ESPN 106.3 from Hard Rock Stadium. Ooh, I just got tingly.
I thought you were on my the Bills track. I thought Josh Allen was the best quarterback ever. I've heard that for months. Now, now all of a sudden, Tua's going to outduel no, him. Tua is Tua's going to get into a shootout with him and outduel him. Ooh, my loins are aflame. <laughs> a shootout with that little pea shooter arm he has, rag arm. <laughs> I, if, if I knew anything about guns, I would have named the small gun, but I really know nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Pea shooter was weird. That sounded very old of you, actually. I haven't heard the term pea shooter in... It's a classic, because that's going to be an NFL classic matchup. Okay. Number three, yeah. Kenny, Please on the old on. Uh, red light. Really? You know, sometimes jokes work. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, you just got to keep shooting. You, you're like a pea shooter. <laughs> Chiefs at Ravens is a must-watch game, is the must-watch game of NFL's Week 2 games. Red light or... Green light. Well, I should probably before I answer this in good faith, just so I'm not uh, I'm not being unfair to the audience. I should see what the other games are actually, because I do think Dolphins Bills is going to be extremely entertaining, and I suppose that does have AFC playoff ramifications as well. So let's go through this. So you think Chiefs? Your statement was Chiefs Ravens is the most entertaining. Is that what you used? The most must watch or listen to here on ESPN 106.3. Okay. Uh, so you've got Bengals, Bears. That's out. You've got Texans, Browns. That's going to be a no for me. Rams, that's Colts. A that's a no. No, we're not that's doing taught. No, no, we're not doing taught. Tal, we're oh, not doing that. So no. That segment was doing so well. They're no. doing it on home team now. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Pierre Garcon with the home team tomorrow here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Patriots and Jets, uh, 49ers and Eagles. That one. That one's going to be okay. Let's put that in the discussion. No one wants to watch 49ers and Eagles. Vegas Steelers, uh, Saints, Panthers, Broncos, Jaguars, Uh, the Vikings and the Cardinals. That might be fun. There's going to be a lot of yards in that one and plexiglass boxes. Uh, Falcons and Bucks, nah. Uh, Cowboys, Chargers, I'll give that a pop. That's fun. No one wants to watch that game either. Titans, Seahawks, and then, of course, you've got Sunday Night Football, Chiefs, right? Yep, yep, that's a green light. That's the, yeah, 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 yeah. Chiefs, Ravens. That's the one I'm going to gravitate most towards. Yes. Vikings Cardinals definitely is the leader of that four o'clock slate, though. That's a fun game. Yeah, they're, that's a, they're the most fun team in the league. Totally fun game. Uh, let's go to the phones. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo, you're on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Leo? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yep. I just want to say something about the Bills and Dolphins on Sunday. My theory is that Josh Allen, yeah, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's okay. I didn't believe on in him coming out of college. Um, I didn't believe in the two Joshes coming out of college, just full disclosure, Josh Rosen and Josh Allen. But anyways, my theory is that Josh Allen can't play with the fans. When did he have his best year? Last year when there was no fans. This year, he lost against the Steelers. Was it at home? Yeah. I don't think, were they in Pittsburgh? No, they he lost against home. the Steelers at home yep. with the Bills Mafia in full throat. So I have a good feeling that this weekend, Josh Allen is going to continue to struggle with all the fans. My theory is that he can't play in front of the full full stadium. His awareness isn't good enough. I'll take two as awareness over over Josh Allen's any day. Leo, let's go. Luckily, let's he's playing in go. Miami, and Miami fans are terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it might be kind of another home game for him. <laughs> but if he struggled at home last week, he'll struggle at other home <laughs> again Miami. Sunday. Like, come on, Dolphin fans. You got two now. Well, it's up. one of those things, though, where so many of those people live down here as well. And so it's Who's tough. those people? The table throwers. The Bills fans? Yeah. Do a lot of Bills fans live down here? I yes. know the Jets travel. There are a lot there. of Bills fans down here. I mean, I, I've been to Buffalo for 24 hours, and I would move as far away as possible <laughs> as well. 
That place it, is a dump. It is Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light, where Coquel gives me statements and I give them a red light, meaning, yeah, that's good, or a red light, meaning, no, that's bad. Next. Aaron Rodgers will continue to struggle in the Packers' Monday night football matchup against the Lions. Red light, green light. Uh, that is a red light. Aaron Rodgers is going to right the ship. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to be an assassin on Monday night. In fact, Aaron Rodgers, following a loss last season, this according to the IKE Packers podcast. Again, stats following a loss, IKE. Aaron Rodgers, stats following a loss last season. Ike. Four touchdowns, 283 yards, 132-4 rating. Four touchdowns, 305 yards, 147-2 rating. Four touchdowns, 211 yards, 132-3 rating. Aaron Rodgers is going to torch Detroit. With on one kneecap? Dan Campbell's going to eat the other. Is that what you're getting <laughs> at? Yes, yes, yes. Old kneecap face. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. Jermichael Finley can then fade into the background. Uh, by the way, you weren't here yesterday. We talked a lot about Jermichael Finley, Super Bowl champion, Packers tight end, who the only reason anyone knows who he is, and he got his paper, as he said, on, uh, let me make sure I have this right, K. J.M. yesterday here on ESPN 106.3. Really K.M. and then J. trying to find his way in, but go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but but Aaron Rodgers is the reason Jermichael Finley got his money. Jermichael Finley making the national radio rounds to rip Aaron Rodgers is profoundly sad. Seems like all his teammates don't like him. Not all, just a couple. Just the ones you hear from, and you just assume the other ones do. When have you heard someone talk nicely about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I hope they all like their rings. Jermichael Finley doesn't have a ring if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron. What's Old next? Jeopardy face. <laughs> I got to find a name for him. Oh, by the way, Jeopardy announced Ken Jennings is going to uh, to uh, host the rest of this year at the least. That is amazing. Finally, they did something right. No, and I still won't watch. All right. Blossom, Ken- Blossom is still doing the other stuff. I, I still don't get that. Wait, what? Blossom's on? Yeah. She's on Jeopardy? Yeah. Doing what? She's like a, a primetime host. Really? Mm-hmm. That was a good show. I used to watch Blossom. Blossom? Yeah. They tried to reboot it. I don't think it did well. I think it's done already. Oh, in uh, high school. Or not high school. Junior high, I used to do a pretty good Joey Lawrence impression. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, see, that Terrible, was pretty good, right? All, right? All right. So let's get back to red light green light. Let's get back on track. Old Herbs, Herb Face, Urban Meyer <laughs> will be coaching face. college football next year. Red light or green light? <laughs> uh, I'll give that a red light, but it's sort of like a... A red light on a country road. You don't necessarily have to stop for it if there's no traffic. Because that was a little bit uninspiring (laughs) yesterday. No, everyone out there listening in their cars, (laughs) please stop at all red lights. Don't listen to Ken. Thank you. (laughs) I just feel like yesterday when he said no chance, when you read the tweet from Urban Meyer... When you read the tweet from Urban or the, the the tweet from a Porter's about what Urban Meyer said, and he said no chance, you'd think, oh man, he stamped his foot and he looked him straight in the eye and said, no chance. Am I uh, interested in USC? I'm here to build an organization. But then you actually see the video of Urban Meyer saying no chance, and he's like mumbling and looking down and like shifty behind the podium. Definitely didn't look like someone who actually had a lot of conviction in what he was saying. I mean, can it be any more obvious he's so jealous of Nick Saban that he's doing the same exact thing? Let me go to the pros, tell everyone I'm not going. Trying to apply the same same path, the same timeline. I'm not going to be taking that job. He's gone in three weeks.
Wouldn't that be incredible? Mid-season? If he went to Jacksonville and he lasted like two or three games. And and I love too that the Jaguars sent out a uh, like a Photoshop um, uh, this 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 graphic on social media with him with the quote from Tim Tebow or Tim Tebow <laughs> the quote that's from the Urban next Meyer. head coach yeah. <laughs> the quote from Urban Meyer no chance I'm here to build an organization and someone tweeted. Uh, when you're congratulating your coach on making it through one game, <laughs> the Jaguars are just a complete wreck, man. I love them. I, I love them because they are nonstop laughs and they try so hard. It's so much entertainment. It's so much entertainment. They're trying so hard and they're going nowhere. And they make me realize I'm not alone as a Jets fan. What if Urban left after like one game? And what about Urban Meyer says he wouldn't leave? I just want to hear what the fake excuse is, and then all of a sudden it doesn't matter anymore. Whether uh, it's his health, kidney or... injury. So he's going kidney this <laughs> yeah. time. He's going to go with the kidney this time. He just misses Tim Tebow. Yeah, he'll 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 take a leave of absence for his kidney, and then he'll be in Los Angeles. That's where the doctor is. Oh no, I was just going to the doctor. Oh no. Oh, I just, I wearing... just stumbled into the USC facility. I'm just wearing garnet and gold, coincidentally. Oh, oh, oh my, my, oh my kidney. Oh, oh herbs. Old Thank in- you for welcoming me to L.A. I'm proud to be your next head coach. All injury face. We just acted out the entire sequence of events here for Urban Wait, no, It doesn't even need to happen. You might as well just have him there already. Who do you think is going to be the coach really quick? Because we're really late. Oh, God. Uh, you think James I guess Franklin? James Franklin. Yeah, those rumors. No, seem- I don't know if USC is a better job than Penn State. Dominique Foxworth said it perfect, though. If, if he does want the job, all he has to do is not even talk about Penn State and just be like, I want it Vanderbilt. Like that, yeah. That's all you really have to bring That's up. the resume. For and sure. And it was Bomani Jones, and that was very racist of me to compare to mix that up. <laughs> that was terrible. Terrible. Uh, but they're my favorite. Foxworth Friday on the Bomani Jones' podcast is one of the best listens to you can have. Okay. I'll take your word yeah. for it. I, I, I don't have anything against very Dominic. Enjoyable. I like Dominic Foxworth. All right, good. Last one. Red light, green light. One, two, three. A win over the Michigan State. Over the Michigan. A win over Michigan State should make Canes feel. Let's just go. What is happening? No, say I'm, it. I'm a little stuttered. I'm a little messed up from my whole comparing Dominique and Bomani. I threw myself off. A win over the Michigan State Spartans should make Canes fans feel better about this season. Greenlight, yeah. Yes, that's a good, solid football team. Michigan State's going to be very physical. They are going to try and slow down the game, grind it to a halt. Miami is going to have to do the things they say they were going to do well, which is tempo offense, spread it out, let De'Eric King be the mastermind and use their speed and their skill to beat the physical nature of that Michigan State defense. If you beat Michigan State, you have done that for the first time this season because you didn't do it against Alabama. You didn't do it against App State. So, yeah, you should feel good about yourself. But I don't get what they're trying to do. Rhett Lashley is the biggest mystery for me. Like, I know what Manny Diaz is now. Like, he's sort of a guy that he's young and fun. He's got a little Al Golden with him where he tries to come up with accomplishments when there's really nothing to be overly proud of. But that's him. Fine. And you're not going to go get another head coach. You can't. You don't have the money to go find another head coach. Manny Diaz is there. Brett Lashley is your main attraction, and he has not done his job well this year. It does not look like a Rhett Lashley offense. De'Eric King looks ordinary, which is almost impossible to do. Do you know what's ruined offenses for me? The Bryles-Kiffin combination at FAU. I think all offenses stink after watching those two work together. You know what's weird for me at FAU now? Like, Willie Taggart this year is running a pro-style offense. And I'm like, oh my god, a fullback? What is that thing? It's like seeing the Loch Ness Monster. And it's good because Nikosi Perry is very good out of a pro-style offense, but I'm just used to fast, 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 no time between plays, set it up, go, go, go. So from a play-by-play standpoint, I'm like, 
What do I do with all this time? You gotta fill. Yeah, what is happening You're staring right at now? Your broadcast partner Chris Bartel's like, uh, <laughs> say you, something. You got something, Chris? Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. And that is Greenway Kia West Palm Beach red light, green light. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport, military trail. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT, and what a wonderful car that is! What a wonderful car buying experience that was, uh, because George is well awesome, Mike. Head man over there, he is awesome. That whole staff over there, they are looking out for you. They want you to be in an automobile. They take it personally if someone comes in and uh, they don't have the resources to make sure someone is leaving with a Kia, with a dependable automobile, something for the family, something that's safe, something that's fuel efficient, something that's sporty. And it's because... They, no matter your financial circumstance, no matter your life circumstance, they believe that they can get you in an automobile and do something for you that is going to make you comfortable. You're not going to make a purchase and, oh, how do I pay for this? What do I do? No, 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 no. Even if your credit is really, really bad, they have a credit clinic there at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. you got to be honest with them, though. You can't just tiptoe around and be embarrassed by your situation. You're there for a car. You're there for a deal. you got to make sure that they know your circumstance so they can help you because they are going to help you. They're not going to shame you. They're not going to tell you no. They're not going to escort you out the door. They're going to say, how many creditors can we call before we finally get you a a, a financial situation that's going to work? That and those are people that I'd want to do business with over and over and over again. Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. Again, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. It's where I bought my Kia K5 GT. That's where you should buy your next car. Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. Check out their selection online. Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. Well, because we have Thursday night football tonight, we have the Giants, we have the Washington football team. That means it's time to pay attention to fantasy football. That means that it is time when we come back to give you a chance to win a $100 gift card to the Snuggery to enjoy Bud Light to your heart's desire. It is time for Weekend Warriors. I'm going to give you five players names you're going to call you're going to pick one of them if they finish the highest in fantasy points on tuesday then you win that 100 dollars gift card and drinking bud light at the snuggery in palm beach gardens bud light brown distributing weekend warriors when we come back He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquette. All right, friends. Here's the number, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, Brown Distributing, Bud Light, Weekend Warriors. Here is how you play, okay? I'm about to give you five names, five running backs who are in action this weekend. Five running backs. We did quarterbacks last week. We're going running backs this week. You call right now at 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you will select one of the five names that I am about to give you. I get Michael Carter. Jets running back. Yes. Okay, perfect. He is not on my list, so uh, you can play by yourself also on that. not starting for some reason. If <clears throat> after week two... You have picked the player of the five that I name that has the highest amount of fantasy points, non-PPR, PPR, PPR, sorry. By my ESPN leagues. Yes, PPR 
ESPN scoring via Coquel's leagues. And by the way, these are all guys that as of right now are in line to play. If an injury happens, say, in practice today or in practice tomorrow, sorry, that's just how the game works, okay? So I want to make sure we get that out there. But here are the five names, okay? Alvin Kamara, Saints running back. He is at Carolina. Kamara, Saints, at Carolina. Nick Chubb, Browns. They are home against Houston. That's Nick Chubb of Cleveland against Houston. Dalvin Cook of the Vikings at Arizona. Cook, Vikings at Arizona. Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers. He is home against New Orleans. McCaffrey, Panthers, home against the Saints. And then Derrick Henry, Titans. He is in the Pacific Northwest against Seattle. Henry, Titans at Seattle. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When I bring you up, you pick one of the five names that I mentioned. If that player that you select has the most fantasy points coming out of week two based on ESPN scoring PPR, then you get a $100 gift card. All the Bud Lights you can drink with $100. Maybe don't do it all at one time, but hey, I'm not the judge of you. I'm not your boss. Just take a cab home. The Snuggery Palm Beach Gardens. This is to the Snuggery in Palm Beach Gardens. And a reminder, we take four players because I'm playing as well. Whoa. And if I have the winning player, it rolls over to next week because you want to know why? The world's unfair. 888-760-3776. That was mean. 888-760-3776. Shane in Lake Worth gets us going. Shane, Kamara, Chubb, Cook, McCaffrey, Henry. Who are you taking? Christian McCaffrey off the board, sir. All right. Shane in Lake Worth is going with Christian McCaffrey. Shane, thank Sneaky you, my fast, friend. Bro. He's gritty and a grinder. Joe in Jupiter. Joe, are you taking Kamara, Chubb, Cook, or Henry? I'm going to go with Derek Henry, please. Derek Henry for Joe the in King. Jupiter. Thank you so much. I'm not sure why you're just throwing out nicknames. Coquel Mark in West Palm. Mark, who are you taking? I'll go with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Old Cookface. On Arizona. You fool. Appreciate that, Mark. And our last participant, the pressure is on Joe in Palm Beach Gardens. Joe, is it going to be Kamara at Carolina or Chubb home against the Texans? It is going to be Alvin Kamara. All right. Alvin! That means, and thank you, Joe, appreciate it. We'll do this again next week and every week throughout the course of the NFL season. I am going with Nick Chubb. Ken in West Palm is going with Nick Chubb against Houston. Chubby Chubster. And Weekend Warriors again brought to you by Brown Distributing Bud Light. We thank them. Weekend Warriors, it is our version of fantasy football. So it's Mark in West Palm, Shane in Lake Worth, Joe in Jupiter, Joe in Palm Beach Gardens, and me, the winner, $100 gift card to the Snuggery in Palm Beach Gardens if they have the player with the highest fantasy points coming up of Week 2. Snuggles and Bud Light. Snuggles and Bud Light. That sounds like a damn weekend, right? All right, we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll review Captain Competent and his potential depression Uh, over Daniel mm -hmm. Jones losing 
to Taylor Heineke. Ugh. He's Kokel. I'm Ken Levicka. Thanks, Captain Competent. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll be live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye now.